from the Skinny Bee Media Archives. So just after doing that interview with MJ Bassett as uh, she was talking about wilderness and death watch and her contribution to Ashes and Evil Dead, I decided to um, hopefully get an interview with the BBOC to talk about the 20th anniversary of the 12-day certification. It's been very controversial, but it's also been uh, very promising for a lot of young people who want to see Lex superhero film or big budget action movie with Matt Damon. I remember seeing the 12A for the first time and thinking, wow, I really want to see what that would be like because most of the 12 films I saw, at least before that came out were on television, I uh, at the time legally could not see a 12A, 12 certificate film, but um. I ultimately did. I did see uh, Spider-Man when it came out, um, when it did turn into a 12A, and I thought, this is great, because I saw all the ads and trailers for it, and I thought, I really want to see this, because I, I like all the action and stuff. And I certainly, um, you know, it was an intense experience. I didn't have any nightmares or fears from seeing it, though. I had more nightmares from seeing ads later in life for... Um, road safety, like from THINK or the Department for Transport, NSCPCC, or for safe sex and contraception. But um, it got me thinking, because I've seen so many 12A films and 12 films in my lifetime. My favourite range is PG, in case anyone asks, but 12A is always that one particular range that's either too strong to be viewed as family-friendly, but not quite adult enough for the 15 and 18 films. And I feel to some extent, with the inclusion of 12A, it's either made UMPG films much milder than they used to be. I mean, you should look at like, a film like Jaws, or Princess Mononoke, those are PG films, and they're very strong. Or 15 and 18 films, which were a bit on the mild side, uh, pre-2000, and they're certainly a lot stronger than they used to be. I, I would highly doubt um, <coughs> a film like Deathgasm or Kick-Ass would be a 15 um, if it came out like in 1995, it would have certainly been an 18, maybe even threatened with cuts, despite the comic intent. And that's what got me interested into doing an interview about the 12A. Now, unfortunately, the BBFC uh, didn't have quite the capacity to get like someone to do an interview face-to-face -face with me through Skype or Zoom, so instead they sent me through text their responses about how the rating was constructed uh, through Sarah Peacock herself, who's not a band member from Seafield, one of my favourite groups, but actually, as I'm reading from the particular email right now, their compliance and education manager, I believe Lucy Brett used to take on this role, maybe it was Catherine Anderson, I actually know them personally. Lucy Brett gave me a coffee mug with an 18 certificate and a pen for it and took a photo of me standing next to Ian. Um, at the time when I visited BBFC back in June 2013. So it's very personal for me uh, talking to these people, whether it be Sarah or, you know, before then it was Catherine or Lucy. But um, hopefully this is what she has to say, and I'll be doing it in per response. The first question pertains to the 12A. How's it been viewed so far? Some I know feel it's just another version of PG that there was a change of policy back in 02 to now where you get 12A films, at least back then, that are fairly adult, like Van Helsing and Cry Wolf, 
And now today, the 12A seems to be a bit more family-friendly, like uh, Star Wars Force Awakens and Last Jedi, or The Breadwinner, which is an anime from, from the people who've done Song of the Sea and The Secret of Kells. This is what they have to say on that. There is a clear distinction in our classification guidelines between PG and 12A12 on a range of issues including violence, language and sex. It's important to say that our age ratings are always changing and evolving. Our guidelines are based on a wide-scale consultation involving more than 10,000 people and reflect the views of people all over the UK. Therefore, changes in our policy on what you might expect in a 12A or 12-rated film are directly dependent upon shifting attitudes in society. For example, our most recent guidelines research in 2019 showed that people, including parents and teenagers, are most concerned with depictions of threat and violence that occurs in relatable real-world contexts and are more accepting of violence that occurs in fantasy action films such as those in the Bond franchise. The second question in pertinence is in regards to the most controversial 12A title. Many will say The Dark Knight or Casino Royale, um, but for me personally it was Da Vinci Code, that scene where he uh, Paul Bettany whips himself and he's naked. Well, that, that, that scene still haunts me to this day. I found it very disturbing. And then uh, a small little Welsh cartoon that was pretty adult. I caught a lot of violence and sexual kind of nudity called Ian Mabinocchi. Maybe hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I don't speak Camry very well, but it was, it's known as Otherworld. It aired on S4C. This is what they have to say. In 2008, the Dark Knight comprised 42% of all our public feedback and received 364 individual complaints. In comparison, in our last annual report for 2020, we received only 93 pieces of feedback for the whole year, and our most complained about film received 27 pieces of feedback. When a film does gather such a large response, we aim to include it in our next guidelines consultation. In this case, Groups were asked to view the film and invited to comment about its classification. Despite being the most complained about classification decision in 2008, 69% of respondents in the consultation who had seen the film supported the 12A decision. The survey also revealed 74% of respondents understood that the 12A certificate did not necessarily indicate that the film would be suitable for under 12 seconds. Nevertheless, Reaction to The Dark Knight did feed into discussions about the importance of tone as a classification issue. The consultation recognized that the tone of a film could still be disturbing even though there was very little visual detail. The use of a fantasy setting was felt to be not always a sufficiently strong enough mitigation for some types of action violence or threat. The way a film made audiences feel, for example, creepy or on edge, was also discussed. These comments were fed into the revised guidelines, published in 2009 and helped consolidate our position when considering tone as a classification issue. The issue of the tonal aspects of a work is now directly addressed by the guidelines. The third question is in regards to the anniversary of 12A. What would you say are the ratings triumphs or perhaps its shortcomings? This is what they have to say. The 12A takes into account the fact that children develop at different rates, and while one child may be comfortable with the film, another child may find the film distressing. 
it's given families much more flexibility in that respect, and has opened the world of cinema to 10 and 11 year olds who may be ready to watch something with slightly stronger content issues. Question number four pertains to, if possible, what is your favourite 12 or 12A film? Give me some insight. This is what they had to say. My favourite 12-rated film is Edward Hands, which we rated PG in 1991, but changed to a 12 in 2007 with the ratings info moderate violence. You can actually see the original examiner's report for the film on our website which outlines that the distributor wanted a 12 for the film, but we thought it was better suited at PG. Question 5 here pertains to the possibility of bringing back a restrictive 12 certificate to the cinema or staying solely for DVD or streaming purposes. I want to be curious what their view was on that particularly. There are currently no plans for us to bring 12 back to cinemas. For many years parents told us that they wanted to make decisions themselves and that they were the best judge of whether their 10 or 11 year old would enjoy a 12 film. We researched this idea and decided to introduce a new certificate for cinemas which allowed parents to choose. This doesn't work on home entertainment and VOD platforms as those selling DVDs or hosting films on their platform cannot be sure young people will be accompanied by an adult. Therefore the 12 makes it simpler as the person who sells you a 12 DVD or download, or who rents you a 12, has to ask your age. If you are younger than 12 then your parent or guardian would have to rent or buy it for you. Number six, we hopefully don't have any too many questions going on so far, is the 12A certificate. Has it been impacted to some extent by the COVID-19 pandemic? I mean, you know, it appeals to so many groups of people, children and adults and teenagers. It's such a broad category, just like PG, that one has to wonder how it's been affected by all this. So this is what they had to say, at least Miss Peacock. This is what she had to say. COVID-19 has had a huge impact on the film industry and marked a widespread closure of cinemas for months at a time, leading to an unprecedented impact on the sector and therefore on our classification work. However, we haven't noticed a dramatic change in the age ratings that films and TV shows receive, only the submission levels themselves. 15 was still our most popular age rating in 2020 followed by the 12A12 rating. There is a big market for 12A12 films and we look forward to seeing some of them on the big screen this year. Number 7 is in regards to an urban legend or myth that has been said about there are less U and 18 films as a result of 12A. A similar phenomenon exists with the MPAA as there are certainly a lot less G or X or NC17 films then there are PG, PG-13 or R-rated titles. Some say PGs have become more family friendly, I said this earlier on, and the 15s have become too graphic and adult, because 12A is now acting as some sort of intermediary. This is what they have to say. The this is a myth. The 12A was created to allow parents to be in control of their children's viewing experience in cinemas. We had already introduced the 12 certificate back in 1989, so those films receiving either PG or 12 single quote S before were more impacted by the introduction of the 12A. Final question pertains to the uh, recent changes along discrimination policy that they put in for films and how they accommodate the 12A for such types of content like racism, bigotry, xenophobia, sexism, homophobia and discrimination against people with special disabilities. 
And I feel with that in mind, uh, work by Roots, which is a miniseries, a great work, would never get a PG. And I remember seeing that when I was 13, uh, back at secondary, with just references or implied rape and racial slurs and the brutality and violence. It just would be way too strong for a PG. This is what they had to say. Recent research into discrimination and racism in films and TV shows was launched in December and asked people, including those who had been directly affected, their views into the classification of such scenes in both modern and older content. It showed that people don't think that older films and TV shows necessarily need higher age ratings if they contain outdated behavior or language, but they want to be warned about potentially offensive words or portrayals. However, it all depends on the context in which issues of racism and discrimination are occurring. However, with language at 12A12, the findings showed the N-word should not be classified lower than 12A12 in a modern context, unless there is very clear and strong educational value. For example, in a documentary with strong appeal or value to younger audiences. You can read the full report on our website. And so there you have it. These are the questions I provide to them. Hopefully we wanted to see what their mind was at and they uh, thought about these policies and uh, needed to have them very much satisfied about the responses that they gave me. I wish I could talk to them in person through Skype or Zoom, but um, they don't have the capacity or time because of the pandemic. Uh, the staff are not as available as they typically would be. So that's a bit of a shortcoming, but I will certainly make it up to you at least for the 25th or the 30th. Mark my words. This is Skinny E Media signing off. Until next time, keep on watching for more interviews, reviews, documentaries, and more stuff like this. Thank <laughs> you.